So there's a scripture in the Bible, uh, Romans 8 and 28 says, all things work together for the good of those who love God and called according to his purpose. And I don't think people realize how attached they are. And so let me start out by saying this as well. I was built to be broken. And I had to be broken to be built. And what I mean built to be broken was when God, I was birthed into this world, I was born a sinner, shaped in iniquity, God had to uh, 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 take what was built in his world and break it. And then when he broke it, he could build something for his glory. And so the last three years of my life, I have went through this tough phase that most people don't allow themselves to go through. I went through a phase where I was like, uh, 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 Lord, have your way. And I choose for you to have it. Not that I could control my life at any extent, really, but there are two ways that God works with us. One, God shuts every door. And then there are times in your life where you are spiritually mature enough to know that you're failing God's will. And then you don't go through any doors because he told you not to. One is he's controlling it. The other one, he's allowing you to learn how to be submissive, how to be uh, 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 honorable to him in your walk with God. And in last three years, I cut grass. Uh, and that's why I'm on this field, because I want you to see it, right? I was, I was mowing lawns, and, and, and I fell off a roof, and, and I cut through two of my fingers, and I almost lost one. And then uh, uh, I wanted to get back into lawn care again, and, and then I wind up cutting my uh, forearm deep to the meat on this, and on this forearm. And I remember sitting in the truck with my son, and my son said, and, and, and he said, uh, Dad, uh, I don't think you're doing what God wants you to do. At the time, he was 15 years old. He's 16 now. Like I said, it was so long ago. But, but the point of the matter is, is that God had to break me from me wanting to control everything. And he had to take me to another level that I'm not used to. And that level is submission by understanding. Not submission by just control because you're not smart enough. You don't know what you're doing. So let me just shut every door so you could just focus on this because you're too immature. Now I'm talking about that next level of saying, God, I love you, but now I need to be obedient to you. And so all the content I'm going to give you is going to come from this perspective of, God, I don't know what I'm doing without you. And I want to be clear. This is what I want to share with you. Purpose this is this. The original intent for which you were created. Purpose, the original intent for which you were created. In other words, when you came into this world and you gave your life to Christ and got a new life, you had to realize that you were created for his glory. You are at his service for his glory. Everything you do is for him. And I'm sharing this with you about my life because I was in love with God, but I was not in love with all of his ways. I loved him, but I didn't love all of him because all of him required me to get rid of all of me. That's why Galatians 2 and 20 says, uh, 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 nevertheless, yet not I, you know, you die. Nevertheless said I, but Christ was the life which I now live, excuse me, I live it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Your life is no longer your own. You know, you come to the end of yourself and you start to honor God with every aspect. And what I had to learn how to do is surrender my life to him. And why am I opening up just giving you transparency about learning about the original intent why I'm created? Because some of you are pastors who are running around here trying to make everybody happy and you're really not doing God's work. You're doing the right thing at the wrong time for the wrong reasons with the wrong motivation instead of doing things at the right time for the right reasons with the right motivation and your motivation is God. 
You should be more excited about what pleases him than what makes everybody else happy. You should be more excited about doing God's will, being obedient to his word, making sure you're loving people, caring for them, and having an open mind and heart to see people succeed more than yourself. If you read 1 Timothy, the third chapter, or even the second one, everything starts out with you yielding your whole life to God. Everything starts out with you giving up everything you desire to be exactly what he wants you to be. And so what I want to do is uh, I want to take the time to add more value to this point. Just think about for one second about the things that you are doing wrong right now that you think is right. Just think about the things that you're trying to accomplish, the goals you're trying to have, the money you're trying to make, and everything keeps seeming to be falling apart. Maybe it's because you're not in God's purpose. Maybe it's because you put so much emphasis on trying to be successful instead of obedient. Maybe it's that everything that you are trying to accomplish gives you so much excitement and makes you feel better and makes you feel patted on the back, but it doesn't really give God the glory. So what I want you to do is I want you to uh, take this journey with me of me just totally exposing my own life and letting you see all my failures, all my shortcomings, all my mistakes, all the things that I've done wrong. And, and, and I am going to build out of my own mistakes and my own godly successes. In other words, the things that got done well based on my total obedience to God. Not because I was the smartest, not because I had all the answers, not because I knew exactly what to do, but I was willing to give up everything to follow God. And I'm at that phase. I have done what most people don't do yet is come to the end of yourself. I'm not the best husband in the world. I need God to help me. I'm not the best father in the world. I need God to help me. I'm not the best friend in the world. I need God to help me. I'm not the best. Uh, uh, whatever you think you're great at, you can only do it with the help of God. And so I want to challenge you in that. Your purpose, the original intent for which you were created was not that you could be better than somebody, but it's that God could use you to serve somebody. I love the old song that most people say, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. There's a beauty in giving up uh, what you want and how you think things should be done. I love the, I love the, I love the uh, uh, adage of a uh, David had in Psalm 61, he said, Hear my cry, O God, attended to my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, higher than myself. For that was a strong tower from, for me, uh, from the enemy, and I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. That means I will trust in the covenants of thy wings, Selah. For thou, O God, hast heard my cries. Thou hast given me the inheritance of those that fear thy name. Thou will prolong the king's life and his years in many generations. O oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve me, that I may daily perform my vow. Now, I memorized it, but that's something that I live by. Attending to my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I cry unto you, right? Lead me not, right? The other scripture says, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. There is this need for us as believers to give away ourselves to God. And every day you're dying and more to who you are and becoming more of what he wants you to be. And it's not fun. I don't know why people become pastors and think that it's actually about them. It's really not about you. It's about serving people and giving God all of the credit and the glory. And guess what? Nobody always likes you. 
I tell people all the time, I'm not just trying to make Democrats or Republicans mad or, 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 or make this community mad or that. I'm trying to make everybody frustrated if I'm talking about God's truth. I am willing to not be liked by you, even hated by you, in order to honor God. He's the top uh, a priority in my life and he should be for you as a pastor like, like like if you look at the statistics of pastors leaving the church if you look at the statistics of pastors never serving the Lord anymore and they will blame the congregation they will blame the people that they're serving let me be honest with you it was never their problem and it was never their they were never the solution for you to do the job in the first place think about this when you started shepherding you didn't shepherd to be liked you shepherd because you said you had a call from God. And now we got a whole bunch of pastors now trying to make you feel good and say things that make you excited. No, they should walk away thinking, man, this dude really just challenged my life. Let me make sure everything he just said honored God. See, when you look at purpose, the original intent for which something is created, some apostles, some prophets, some pastors, some teachers, some evangelists. If you look at the definition of those roles, it never talks about worldly affirmation. It only talks about affirm, affir affirming you from the perspective of the will of God. I'm not saying there's nothing more beautiful than seeing someone come to Christ. There's nothing more beautiful than seeing someone grow in God. But there is something even beautiful about you being so broken to the will of God, so built by the cross, realizing that Jesus died for your sins and he truly converted you as a person, that everything you do now is to honor him. And so I'm going to challenge you as a pastor, if you watch my content or, or take any of our courses or whatever they are, they will never be something to make you rich. They will always be something to build you up. Anything that, that, I, that I do, I want, I want it to be centered on you falling in love with God and understanding that this journey is not about making man happy. And let me end with this. I want to challenge the very fact that why is it that you need man to affirm you? Now, I'm not saying don't have some good close friends because you do need that. But when you shepherd, you shepherd the flock, you love the people. There's, there's, there's nothing more beautiful than getting, coming to the end of yourself and letting God lead every work you do. I'm not saying everybody's going to like you. I'm not going to say everybody's going to agree with you. I'm not saying that you're going to have the greatest journey as a pastor. What I am saying to you is that the journey is a part of your personal growth as a man or woman of God. However, God is using you. You have to be obedient to him. You have to trust him. If you put your faith in the, the acceptance of man, you are not doing it for the right reasons. Remember I said, do the right thing at the right time for the right reasons and the right motivation. And that motivation is to please God. You've got to be like Job, though they slay me, congregation, friends, family, yet still will I trust him. Right? He's the ultimate prize. He's the ultimate representation of your character. He's the, op uh, the ultimate fulfiller of your life. Without him, you can do nothing. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me. Not man. Not popularity. Not big congregations. Man, the average church in America is less than 75 people. So if you're shepherding, the majority of pastors that shepherd are pastors who don't have it all together and don't have this big large congregation with all the benefits a lot of them are bivocational 
A lot of them have a lot of struggles that they deal with all the time. A lot of them got salaries that couldn't save anybody that was in need financially, but they do it because they love God. America is a mission field and we need to treat it as such. And we're not here for accolades or pats on the back. We're here for God's glory. Don't ever forget that. God bless.